okay, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to drive to Little Rock. Yeah. We're going to see our friends at TRS. Yeah, we'll take them some beers. But yeah. we're going to we're going to stop along yeah. the way. Get the mac and Springfield. cheese. Yeah, get the mac and cheese, we'll, we'll Chinese make, food. and Chinese food yeah. too. Yeah, we'll start driving. I'll go pick Brian up, and then we'll yeah. stop at Cross Train. Well, yeah, and then <laughs> for supplies, for supplies, and then we'll stop in Kansas City. We'll go to Boulevard and maybe a couple other places. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then we'll keep going south. We'll go to Springfield. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll keep going south, and we'll go to Little Rock. Yeah, and then we'll hang out, and maybe we'll ride a bike. Maybe we'll ride. A I bike. doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft-beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I don't have all my notes. He's shuffling papers. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's never happened. It never happened. While Rich gets his notes, this is a good time to remind you guys that you can find this podcast, Atlas Now Streaming, and Atlas All Access on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and on our website, atlasmedstaff.com. Okay, are we just going? Are we just going yeah. go with this? Well, we were. Okay, I'm Rich. I'm Brian. I have my notes. I... <laughs> Brian comes prepared. <laughs> Always to drink beer. I'm ready. Did I say repaired? I don't know. Hmm. It works. Impaired? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Not that's, yet. But that's, that's close. But that's coming. Yeah. And of course, on the little black box, Mr. Dolan. I am here. Turning the knobs because Rich is too loud. Yeah. Sometimes. Turn me down. Most of the time. Okay, beers this week. Um... Our friends at TRS Healthcare hooked us up again. Uh, TRS is uh, is a, is a uh, competitor of ours, but at the same time, we're friends. We like each other. That's and, how it works. That's it, good. Exactly right. It's it's uh, it's pretty awesome. They are really really good dudes and girls. Dudes, I've used dudes in a general. I use it way. too. Yeah. Yeah. Dudes. I, same with man. I use that all for everybody. That's true. Yeah. Um, really really good dudes. Family owned business down in. Uh, in Springdale, Arkansas, not too far from Little Rock, if I'm not mistaken. And well, some of these breweries are mm-hmm. in that area, Little Rock, so I'm guessing you're right. Caleb English, uh, their CFO, has hooked us up once again, sends us a care package, probably once every, I don't know, six months or so, and uh, sent us this one. Uh, and let's see, how many did he send? We drank a, a couple of these already. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There were seven of them. That's so better than a six-pack. That is That's one more. That is <laughs> seven It's like an pack. encore. It is. It's like a baker's half dozen. Is yeah. that a real thing? It could uh, be. It Maybe. is now. Yeah. yeah. Would a that brewer's be, half dozen. A brewer's half dozen would be a seven pack. Look at these ideas I'm having today. That's a really good idea. That actually. is um, yeah. copyrighted by BP, Brian mm. Pearson. Yes. Yeah. Copyrighted so, beer with Atlas. Well, I think yeah, we, Atlas. We, yeah. yeah. Who owns that? I'm getting oh, paid. So, I guess. Less good ideas. I'll pay you some royalty. How's that? Okay. There we go. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Caleb sent us these beers. We're going to drink three of them today because I already drank two otherwise. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> double okay, I guess. <laughs> Uh, three total. One from Lost Forty Brewing Company called Current Mood. Current Mood. Current, like like the not like right now. Current, right. like like the fruit. Look at Don smiling because he knows I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> current <laughs> mood. Oh. My current mood is really pissy. Hmm. Until I drink these beers, <laughs> then it'll turn it around. Maybe. I hope. Here we go. Uh, the next one is called is from Fly Away Flyway Brewing. Yes. Blue Wing. Berry I'm ready for this one. You I'm are, excited. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, I thought you'd be more excited about this last one. Uh, Mother's Brewing called Winter Grind. I can't wait. I mean, I've, I'm going to do a little spoilers here. I've had that beer before. I noticed that on Untapped. And it's so good. Really? Oh, yeah. Coffee stout. Oh, yeah. Just a straight coffee stout. Yep. I brought a special glass for that one. Mm. It's, I don't want to mix any flavors. I don't. I want my coffee to be right. tainted with any fruit. Mm, good call. Yeah, I don't like fruit in my coffee. That's right. I'm, I like fruit in my beer, yes. not in my coffee. I don't know. I had a, I think it was like a twisted orange coffee stout not too long ago. Oh. It was amazing. Mm. Mm, I mean, I'm open to it, I guess. I don't want to <laughs> slam any doors. 
Yeah, we'll pretty much drink anything. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which one, in, in your beer wisdom, which one should we drink first? Uh, I would go with the uh, current. The current move, the, that's good. The stout can warm up a little bit. That was on my list of... Uh, current was the first one on my list here. So. Wow, look at the color on that bad boy. Oh, it's so purpley. Mm. It, it looks like... It almost looks like wine. So this is current and cherry ale, which is different than I thought we were doing. But that's okay. Okay. I, I researched... Some stuff that's related to this. Here's what's awesome about Caleb is he's a beer nerd just like us. Yeah. And he sends me notes on each one. Okay. I like so, that. like about each one of them, breaks it down. Uh, this one he said, brewed out of Little Rock. I have not personally had the seasonal, but they make pretty great stuff. So, so he sent us one he hasn't had? I love it. Because a seasonal. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I love this. So Exclusive. Mmm, that smells good. It smells like cherries. Mm. It's almost like a cherry. Mm, Robitussin. Yum. <laughs> Not not quite like oh, that. Oh, not like that. Like a cherry sour, maybe? Mm. Yeah. Or if you go to get this cherry juice, maybe yeah, during cherry uh, juice, yeah. Yeah, during fall. Wow. Well, that ended nicely. <laughs> it did. It had a nice <laughs> crescendo to mm. it. Yeah, it tasted nice too. Mm. Yep. Not what I expected. I thought there'd be some tartness and there's I thought not. So too. No. But that's okay. Mm. But there's some Mm, there's there's good definitely flavor. cherry in there. Good. It's like when you have a like a you know the the plastic container that cherries come in at the store, mm-hmm. and you you pick them out as you eat them, and you never know if you're going to get a tart one or a really mm. nice, my favorite, sweet one. Mm. This is a glass of sweet cherries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not overly like sweet. No, no it's no, just not no. tart. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's not sweet like a like a um, like a cider, like a hard yeah, cider would right. be or something. Yeah. This almost feels like healthy. It feels like juice. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like a beer. Yeah, you could put it in a smoothie, maybe. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> mm. It's almost like the kombucha that you have, right? Have you ever had that? Only not as sour. Not as sour. Tart. Yeah. I got you. So Lost 40 Brewing is located at 501 Bird Street in Little Rock. Open Monday through Thursday, 11 to 9. Sun- Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. And Sunday, 9 to 9. Um, they take their name, and I think we talked about this last time, because I think he sent us a Lost 40 last time he sent mm-hmm. us beers, too. From the historic storied forest that stands on 40 acres of Arkansas's last truly virgin soil in Calhoun County. Yes. So I, d- I read about that this time again, and it's kind of crazy how it really worked out mm-hmm. and how it's still like they just forgot about it. it just didn't make some of the assessor maps and... Voila, there's 40 acres of trees and stuff. That's pretty cool. That's beautiful, though. Yeah, that wouldn't happen nowadays, I don't think. No, no, not at all. They uh, they seem like a a really fun kind of brewery as you go through their website. Yes, they look like a place you'd want to hang out, I thought. Mm -hmm. Like if I ever made it to Little Rock, someday we will. Um, We've had... Taylor, who uh, is uh, Taylor, is there is is their CF or their their president now. Okay. Um, His mother-in-law actually started it she was a nurse diana wright uh started it and i I believe i'm not sure if it's completely done yet but uh taylor is is her son-in-law who has Mm. purchased the company from her but continued on with her ideals like that's very important to him sure the conversations i've had with him can you imagine that dinner table conversation if he changed it up no way nope you're not invited to sunday dinner i bet man hats (laughs) hats off to him too because Business with family is not a good mix. Sometimes, yeah. Yeesh. Sometimes not. Especially Sometimes it would be. I love my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law is fantastic. Yeah. Like, she is great. But uh, trying to work with, I don't know, man. Yeah. I just don't know. That'd be tough. It would be. So, yeah, so that's, uh, and we'll get in, we'll get to the untapped and the trip advisor okay. at the end here. So, but this is, this is a tasty little treat. Well, you ready for a little treat of uh, information? I am. Because what I saw was currants, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Current, like the grape? Yeah, and I didn't I didn't know anything about them. I, I know you see them in sours yep. sometimes. Mm-hmm. You'll see them in meads every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know anything about a currant, no. what it is, what it comes from. Mm-hmm. So I did some research. Oh, okay. we've, I think we've had currants before, maybe in a beer, potentially. So. Yeah. Or we definitely have had them, maybe not on air, but we've had them probably from... Uh, some like South Dakota breweries, oh, yes. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think they have currants there. Boiler down in Lincoln has used them before, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got into a little current news, current, 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 current. Uh, information. 
So here we go. Um, these are usually known as Zante, Z-A-N-T-E currants, otherwise known as Corinthian raisins. So oh. they're in the raisin family. That's a fancy name. Yes. Mm. And I think so, too. It kind of elevates mm. what it is, because really it's just some dried grapes. Mm. But yeah. mm-hmm. sounds cool. It's current. Yep. Um, they are basically dried berries, uh, and I wrote this down to make sure I got it right. The Sweet Seedless Black Corinth Plant. So it's a brand or in the family of raisins. Okay. Um, mostly from the Ionan island of, holy cow, I wish Greek was in here because this is a Greek mm-hmm. word. I'll spell it as Z-A-K-Y-N-T-H-O-S. They shorten it to Zante. Okay. So that's the island where these come from, mm. majority of them. It's one of the oldest known raisins in the world, and it was first written about in 75 AD by our friend, Pliny the Elder. Oh. He talks about him. It always comes back to Pliny. It does when things are super old. Apparently, he Weird. was he was like the dude. He was like Twitter back then. He knew everything about everybody. <laughs> I mean, he w- there were lots of old people there, but he was the only one to carry that moniker, right? Like, he was the smartest Well, he the was old. the scribe. He was writing everything down and yep. note-taking, which mm. is cool. Okay. Um, basically, this is how it was described. Tiny, juicy, thick-skinned grapes with small bunches. So they're not a whole, like, big bunch when you see it the grapes at the grocery store mm-hmm. more like seven or eight in a packet Ooh. like in a, on the plant in, itself in the little bunch right so not like 50 or whatever you see sometimes on on pictures of grapes or stuff in vineyards hmm. smaller than that thousand years later it comes up they're in england they're they're being sold in markets in england okay so we're talking what 1100s and they're named um raisins de currants spelled weird Old English, maybe? I don't know. Not color, the drink. Color, color, maybe. Stuff like that. Yeah. So it's spelled raisins, R-E-Y-S-Y-N-S. And, okay. And then current, C-O-R-A-N-T-Z. So that's how they had them labeled if you were in the marketplace in 1100 in England and you were looking to get you some currants. Or currants, I guess. I don't know. Maybe we need to rethink our raisins are always gross kind of philosophy here. No, I'm not going to. Well, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Like, I don't like raisins at all. But craisins, <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> so put some sugary stuff on a raisin and you're a fan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. That's the American way. Okay. Just dump some sugar on it. Sure. Uh, make it unhealthy. <laughs> um, black currants, that's another brand or variety. Yes. That's the ones that we're usually seeing here. Yes. They hit the United States in 1854. They're imported in. Okay, and then the red and white variety; those are ones that you, that are used in some wine making and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they hit California in 1861, so not, so, not too far after that. Then no, so bad. they are the ones um, predominantly in the United States. What we'll see, um, you'll see them marketed as sometimes in the grocery store as champagne grapes. Mm. So because they are expensive, mm-hmm. they are juicy. And they're kind of dry. Oh. So they're not used to make champagne, but that's the name that they're given. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. And let's see. Oh, 1901. That was the first time um, it was like a commercial product in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like somebody actually grew them and there was, you know, a market for them. 3,000 acres by 1936. And surprisingly, that's about the same amount there is today in the United States. There's about 3,000 acres of currants. That's it? Yeah. So that's weird. That's kind of why I think part of it is because they're so small. And the amounts are so small. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing these in big macro brewing places because there's not very much of them. So okay, well that's hmm. more like small batches and home brews and seasonals because there's they're not that easy to get. I mean, you can get them, but there's not an abundance of them everywhere you go. Hmm. Um, these are a good source. At least the black ones are a good source of vitamin C. Okay. Whereas the other ones are more, the red ones and the white ones mm-hmm. are vitamin like B6, I think it was, I read. Okay. And they are also super poisonous to dogs, just like raisins and grapes Some are. And grapes are, yeah, that's um, true. Because it will basically cause kidney failure. Yeah. Um, and currants are high in iron and manganese. So you need your manganese for your day. This is a way to get it. I don't know why, but okay. You know, I don't know, whatever. Iron's good for your blood. <laughs> yeah. I know that. Yeah, yes. so they're Keeps good for you as long as you don't make them into crazen currants. <laughs> cur- cur- I don't know even how you say it. 
Corinthians. 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 Yeah, sugary stuff. But hmm. um, yeah, in the United States for basically since the Civil War, and uh, there's no big rush on like hmm. adding any acres of currents in the United States at this point. Did it say where? Maybe I missed this part. Did it California say is the main spot. Okay. And then in the Midwest is where more of the black ones come from, hmm. um, is what I could tell. But there's no like huge farms around that have these things that so I could find. Steve grows grapes out on his. Yeah. On, you know, he's got a little acreage out there mm-hmm. or whatever, and he's grown them for years. And you know, I wonder if we could wonder if we could get some of those. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. Maybe he knows what... He might know more about it as a someone who's a grape grower. I'm looking at the can. I'm not seeing like where these currants came from. So like if it, if it says like you know acknowledges the the you know wherever in California Sometimes, or yeah. where it does not. My guess is they're pretty local to that Arkansas brewery. That yep. would be my guess. Mm. Just because it's so so small mm-hmm. that well, and, that there's probably something that they use local. That'd be my guess. I don't know for sure, though. Mm-hmm. And I remember last time we talked about Lost 40 was, like, they're super proud of being from Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their thing. And on the can, it says, made here, made well. Every drop of Lost 40 beer is brewed, canned, and sold only in Arkansas. Yeah. You guys have so. little floaties? Uh, I have floaties. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know what? I might be interested in a little bit. Little sediment in there. You can you can kind of see it. I don't know if you can see it from where you're sitting. But. I, I think just in general, like on some of those fruit beers, like you're gonna get a little bit maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not gonna stop all that in the filtering process. So these it says are red currants is what they're using. Red currants. Yeah. Because yeah, there's the... three different kinds: red, white, and black. In black. Hmm. I let me see if Steve could grow those. That'd be interesting. So they're supposedly really good for drought. Drought resistant, oh. kind of like apricots we talked about mm-hmm. last time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just another another fruit you can see in beer. I have never seen a current IPA, um, but I bet you could do it. You could. Mostly you see it in sours is where I would normally say you, where you get these things. Did you get some dryness out of it too? I got a little dryness yeah, maybe. that's probably from the current I was, I was supposed. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, cherries aren't usually dry. Yeah, no. Finishing like that, but hmm. um, I would, I don't know. Interesting. It's an interesting combination. Five percent ABV on that one, so really nothing. And the and the yeah. uh, IBUs are NA. Like there was none. It didn't even register. So, not if if you uh, if you don't like the bitterness that uh, that goes with beer, sometimes this is this is a yeah. fine one for you. There's nothing wrong. It says 100 percent natural fruit series. So I'm guessing that means no like. Um, They're not using crystallized currants. That or. Um, flavoring you know like concentrated stuff mm-hmm. they're yep. using the actual fruit which is cool that's super cool yeah uh trip advisor says 4.5 out of 5 on 310 reviews it's the uh, number four restaurant in of 100 of 606 in little Dang, rock it's all awesome. of little rock so their food selection looked pretty great here yeah they had was that the one that had some like fancy stuff mm-hmm. yeah super fancy but i want to go there I do want to go there. I've never been to Little Rock, really. I've driven through it. Um, I normally, well, I mean, if I'm going that way, we would generally go through St. Louis in that way. We don't dip down that far. Mm-hmm. So, and that far, it's not really even that far. Yeah. So maybe we could we could go down there. And, and it's kind of a kind of a pretty state from the parts I've seen. A lot of a lot of trees. This was the state, right? That we had last time they sent us beers. We talked about uh, bikes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Fayetteville and. Bentonville and all those places down I just, there. Yeah, I just put air in my uh, in my bike shaped object. Nice. Yeah, remember yeah. BSO? I remember That's that. That's right. Uh, okay, let's get into the second one here. You want to do the 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 Blue Wing? Yeah, let's do that one next. Flyway Brewing Blue Wing Berry Wheat. Mm. Uh, it's blueberry. I'm going to tell you that. That sounds good. Oh, that's an interesting color. It's, it's like a cream. Yeah, it's like a cream soda looking color. So Caleb tells me that uh, I'm not usually big on berry-flavored beers, but this one breaks the mold and is a nice change from the hop-heavy beers I usually drink. So, holy cow, that smells like cereal. Yeah, I can smell it from when you were pouring it. Yes. Oh, whoa. That smells like... A lot of times when you have a blueberry beer, you get blue-ish or purple color, just because the color itself is in there. What's the... Um, what am I thinking of? What, what cereal am I thinking of here? Like like Frankenberry, Booberry, Captain yeah. Crunch. You get some Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Crunch yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Dolan. 
as much blueberry as the t- as the smell. Whoa, it's it's different, but yeah, it's it's there. Mm. Oh, it's like cereal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Cap'n Crunch flavored beer. It's almost sweet slash sour at the beginning. You uh-huh. get the blueberry hit. Yep. Tricks. And then it's gone. Yeah, tricks is a tricks good... cereal. Yeah, that's, that's good... what it is. And if... then the then it's gone, and then it just finishes like a beer. If a wheat beer were a breakfast cereal, that's what this is. Because you get mm. the wheat beer part too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this... mm, let me go in for another one. Yep. <clears throat> Drink it and then breathe out, and you get the wheat beer flavor. Hmm. Right there. Yeah. Right. It's pretty mm. clear. Usually, wheat beers are pretty yep. hazy. Mm-hmm. For you healthcare professionals, um, this would be the color of a hydrated. Oh boy. <laughs> mm. Well. Maybe a little dark. You would need to hydrate a little bit. Mm. How's that? Uh, it's got a little red hue to it, so oh, <laughs> be careful. Yeah, maybe you might want that checked. You got a kidney punch first, yeah. right? Or you've been drinking so. a bunch. Are you sure it's of not these? the reflection off of your? Uh, yeah, because uh, they all three have the same yeah colorish. Okay, maybe like you a should get rose. that checked. Yeah. So Flyway Brewing is located at 314 Maple Street in North Little Rock, which I, I'm curious. The difference between Little Rock and North Little Rock? Yeah. All I know is when I looked this one up, I didn't do any research on it. I just looked it up. Mm-hmm. Looked amazing. Like, this is the place. Yes. The last one looked like it'd be fun to hang out. This would be the one I would... This would be my local one as far as beers that they had on tap. Different mm-hmm. styles. Um, the decor, the area. Right. It just looked like the place for me. I really like the can. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the old... Um, what are the t-shirts, the sk- or the surf t-shirts? The, come on. Oh, I know what you're the, talking about. Uh, uh, boomerang? No. Bo- uh, Bill, Billabong. Billabong. Uh-huh. It kind of looks like a Billabong style t-shirt. Yep. See, bit. to me, it looks like a nature reserve stamp. Like if you're a fisher or a oh, hunter. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you that can look tell the it. birds are important to them there. Well, they say, we yes. pride ourselves on protecting our local land and the living things that thrive here. Mm-hmm. Staying true to the environment we find in our own backyard. Drink, recycle, repeat. Mm-hmm. So did you research them at all? I, I did, yeah. Okay. So here's what's interesting. Right on the top, uh, they were featured in a 2018, October 2018 episode of Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah. So not that they need, I mean, this beer could stand on its own, but then you yeah. go, you know, or whatever, because there's whole websites don't, you know, dedicated yeah. Yeah, yeah. to go into those places. Uh, they presented their rustic quarter-pound house pretzel, oh, yeah. quarter-pound house pretzel mm. think let that sink in i've for a had second. one that big before is Ma- there cheese in the middle or is it no oh no oh no just, you got just, cheese wow. to dip it's okay. just a big ass pretzel <laughs> delicious pretzel from what i understand yeah and gina's gumbo cheese fries oh oh yeah right now i want it right in my now. belly yeah immediately i'm just visualizing it so maybe it'll happen what do you think <laughs> what does that even look like I just a big mound of fries with gumbo on top, and then yeah, cheese like poutine on top. kind of basically. Yeah, yes. I would, I would but think. it's gumbo poutine instead of gravy. It's gumbo, shrimp, and, yeah. and sausage, and uh-huh. maybe they, a little bit of rice. Think mm. thicken it up, maybe a little. I don't yeah, know, even know. It's got a good roux. It's probably decently thick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's gonna have some green peppers and onions <sighs> in there. Probably some garlic. Ooh, mama, man! <laughs> with this beer, Cajun food. with yeah. these kinds. Oh my goodness. Sounds, yeah. oh my gosh. Uh, they're a t- only a 10-barrel brewery. It's pretty small. Not very big. Yeah. Right? Not not huge, but this was, as of the time I was, uh, the website, whatever, who knows, maybe they've updated. But the fun thing then. about those size of breweries is that they rotate stuff real fast. You know what I mean? Yep. Sometimes when you get to the bigger barrel places, they're like, the same stuff is on. All the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas one like this, you're usually churning through it pretty good. You're switching it up. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Uh, they are located in the heart of the Argenta Arts District. Yeah. Is that Argenta? Is that I right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, in North Little Rock. So It looks pretty cool. Is that what, is that, you got more? Yeah. Well, named after the awe-inspiring Mississippi Flyway. Yes. The largest bird migratory route in the Americas. In the United States. Please tell me you, you just, you. Just you, a little bit. Okay. Just, I didn't, this was the third brewery on my list. That I looked at, mm-hmm. uh, but I just basically it's a bottleneck. So for all the migratory birds, especially ducks that fly through there, mm-hmm. um, they have to 
basically go through this area where this brewery is just the way the landscape is okay. and the river itself. Mm-hmm. So that's basically a funnel and like all of the birds fly through at a oh. certain time of year. So it's like a bird watching Mecca. And that's why they have birds inside the brewery, like on their walls. And mm-hmm. this, I think that's a kind of a duck, the blue wing, the way it's, I think that's a duck hmm. variety potentially. Um, but everything inside was ducks. Their merch had ducks all over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, whether that's like just your standard wood duck or mallard sort of situation or whether there's ones that are coming up from maybe Mexico traveling through, but it's like a pretty cool spot to be. It would be a place Aaron Daly would like to go and Absolutely. shoot some, some picks. Let's find out. Let's find out. Alexa, what type of bird is a blue wing? Let's see. Wing. A surface used to produce an aerodynamic... Still, we're still not there yet. Yeah. We're still not there yet. <laughs> she doesn't like you. Alexa, go home. Flight. Ask for a picture. Maybe, it, maybe it'll be different. Alexa, show me a picture of a blue wing bird. This is not going to work. It's going to show you blue bird. There we go. Mm. Okay, well, it was worth a try. So it says wheat ale on the can. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Hmm. Berry wheat ale. What are we gonna? Where are we going? Well, I have. I'm just. I was just trying to read the can from here on mm. that one. Oh, here I'll give you the can. I like that. Um, both of these, the first two we've had. Uh oh, there we go. Don't touch the. Don't touch the cord. Don't touch the cord. Uh oh. Um, pine trees. Oh, on both cans. You okay, see that I do see that. Oh, that is interesting. Both the Lost Forty and the uh, and the Blue Wing both and, have pine trees, and that's a big. At least parts of it. The western, northwestern part of Arkansas, a big logging area in the mountains. And those are the trees that they are cutting down. So okay. that's a very prominent tree hmm. and, and locale view you would see. So hmm. I think that's interesting. There's a uh, there's a comedian, uh, Brian Regan. Yeah. You ever heard of Brian Regan? Uh-huh. One of my favorite bits that he's, that he's ever done was when two logging trucks pass each other. Like, do you think they're confused? Like. You had logs? Hey, this guy needs some logs over here, and we're taking logs over there. Oh, man. Wouldn't it just make sense to the logs? <laughs> yeah, that's Brian Regan. <laughs> now my headphones are completely... We lost everything. You lost everything? Yeah, oh, there it is. That. Now it's back. Okay. Now it's stolen back. over there. I think yeah, he's, I'm I just turning you guys... It. Look, I hear you guys just fine. Okay, good. So, oh, we heard nothing. Good. Um, it's in Pulaski County, which is interesting. What's Pulaski County? Pulaski was like a, there's a counties in Illinois named after him. There's like St. Pulaski's Day, I think, in Illinois. Oh. Uh, he's just a prominent politician back at the time where oh. kind of like, you know, how most of our counties are named after um, politicians, presidents, uh, military folks here in Nebraska. He was just one of those people that got a few counties named after him in different states. Could I get a county named after me? Um, only in a new state. Probably. Oh. So no new states. They're pretty much all taken up. Oh, that's... And I don't know that we need 94 in Nebraska. No, no, no. We barely mm. need 94. It's yeah. hard with the 93 we've got. Right. What would know. your county be named? I don't know. I don't know. Just Smith County? Smith County. I'm going to guess there, there is... probably a, is one. There might be a Smith County there right probably there is in one. Nebraska <laughs> already. You never know. I may look this up as... as uh, Smith County? Smith County. I don't know. Hmm. Well, here's where, we're got, here's where we're going next. This is the main research I did for today. Okay. And it's because I've had this beer before, and we're going to go to Mother's Brewing Company now. We're moving to the next beer. Oh, so we got to... Oh, let's finish but, this one. But we're jumping from Arkansas, and you can do your Arkansas research on the phone as you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to Missouri. We're going to southern, southern central Missouri, I guess. Springfield. Should I open the... Oh, oh that's where the Simpsons are from. I've been there. Right? It's, it's a cool town. The Simpsons? It's college town. Three colleges in Springfield. Yep. What uh, What colleges? Uh, the main one is uh, Missouri State University, okay. I believe. Yep. And then there's two, uh, I, would, I would guess, two religious universities. One of them for sure is. Okay. And then one of them I think is probably that way. There is a Smith County uh, in Nebraska. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, in Kansas. Sorry, so I'm going to maybe gonna, that's I'm going to say that's named after me and my yeah, <laughs> prestigious <laughs> family. Your family, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Smith is not a common name. No, no, not at all. Especially in the back in the day. Yep. All right, so Springfield. This is Mother's Brewing Company, and as far as I know, it's never been available in Nebraska. It was one of the first 
breweries that I ever got trade beer with. Okay. So I have a friend in Kansas City, and they have obviously access to this beer down there. And uh, they have some IPAs. They have some wheat beers. Um, they have a double IPA that was really good. So when I was first starting into craft beer like six, seven years ago, okay, this was one that you could get sometimes. You could go to Iowa, I think, and maybe get it too. Okay. But it's not something we can get around here. Hmm. And they have a the winter stout is uh, pretty good, and this is their like seasonal version, which is the coffee. Mm, okay. Winter grind coffee stout. Yes. Yeah, I have a... I mean, it smells like coffee. It smells like coffee. It smells like cold coffee, mm-hmm. right? Hmm. Is that how you drink your coffee, Dolan? No, I don't drink coffee. Mm, that's weird. You might be an alien. Yeah. I like uh, the flavor of coffee. I just don't like how it makes me feel. I love how it makes me feel. Yeah, <laughs> I know you do. This well, is yummy. Right? Wow. It's really good. It's coffee Ooh. flavored, but it doesn't have that bitterness that a lot of coffee, you know, especially right. some coffees have. You get the mouthfeel of coffee, which is kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Like plain, like not with cream or anything, like mm-hmm. just a straight cup like you like it. Like how I like it. Black yes. coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, the aroma is amazing. Like it's just, and it's the amount that's just pretty much dialed in, I think. I can see why you would trade for so, something yeah. like this. Wow. And it's it also always, for me, it tastes better when you can't get it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you have that memory of like, oh, yeah, I had that three years ago and it was so good. Maybe it wasn't, but you remember it, it being great. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that we could get this and try it again. So Caleb on this one says, seasonal coffee stout, my favorite coffee stout sold in mass production. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can see why. That's mass production for him. Like, that right. ain't for us because no. we don't get it. So uh-uh. it's kind of a special deal to try something like that. Yep. So what I did was, um, I've never been to Springfield okay. at all. Um, I had tickets to a concert there once and it got it got postponed canceled because the dude fell off the stage and broke his arm what band is that? it was ryan adams oh. not brian adams but ryan summer of 69 yeah he wishes it would have been that mm-hmm. i guess but yeah, no. he broke his arm couldn't play so i didn't go to no. springfield bummer that sucks. but there's a lot of famous people that are from springfield so we're okay. gonna get into that mm-hmm. first All right. and then we're gonna get into a little bit more of the city itself um but some of these names you'll be like really Oh, oh okay. like that. First one. Probably the most famous, mm-hmm. Bob Barker. Come on down. Come on down to Springfield. Right. He wasn't the guy that said that, but he was the one that would greet them. And yes. Questions they came them. down to see Bob. Mm-hmm. John Goodman from this area. Oh, really? Yes, really. Yeah. Right. He, he went to the... I think he's from technically St. Louis or that area. Mm. He's a big Cardinals fan. I do know well, that. Well, that's stupid. There's a <laughs> touring band that comes here a lot, and they're called Jaw Roots. You ever heard of them? Yeah, mm-hmm. I have heard mm-hmm. of they're them. They're from Springfield. Oh, interesting. Um, Elvis's backing band, the Jordanaires, were from Springfield. Did not know they, that. They sang with Elvis from 56 to 72. They were kind of a gospel group. Uh, and when he would do his gospel records and stuff, they were extra handy in that, but they also were his backup vocals all the way up until basically when he became a reborn Elvis, like mid-70s, mm. fat Vegas Elvis, mm. then they were off the train. But The gold jumpsuit yeah, Elvis. Yeah, God. that guy. Man, that was the best Elvis. Um, there was a band called the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Kind of a one-hit classic rock wonder. They have a song called Jackie Blue that I know you'll know if you mm. turned it on. Okay. Another band called the Philharmonics was like an R&B group. Um, from the 50s, and they sang a bunch of background vocals and stuff. Is it the Phil... Harmonics? Uh, one of the guys' names might have been Phil, but it's spelled that way, yes. Okay, okay. Um, some dude, I don't know, Brad Pitt? <laughs> never, heard, never heard of him. He's from there, went to school in that area. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl Crow, classmate of Brad Pitt's, by oh, the way. Oh, well, that's interesting. S- actress named Kathleen Turner. Wow. Kind of an 80s star for us. We know her. Dolan will have no idea. No, right. Uh, and here's some sports figures, because okay. we always got to do the sports, right? Of course. Um, Ryan Howard, first baseman for the Phillies. For the Phillies, yeah. Uh, Stan the Man Musial. Yes. From Springfield. Sadly, my dad's favorite baseball player growing up. Yeah. Played for the Cardinals, obviously. My father-in-law's favorite was um, Bob Gibson from Omaha, but also a Cardinal. Bob Gibson, in his right, was unbelievable. Dominant. Holy smokes. Like, what was his ERA record that one year? Like, 1.49 or something? It was minuscule. Yeah. Right. Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys from Springfield. Golfer Payne Stewart. Uh-huh. 
And then ex-Creighton basketball player, current NBA player, Anthony Tolliver from oh, this area. Yeah. And then there's some famous um, non-sports people. I guess this guy kind of counts. David Glass. He was the CEO of Walmart for a long time. Mm. And then he swung that around and bought the Kansas City Royals. That's right. And had them for 30-some years until he just sold it last year. Just and I last think he's year. he's recently passed away. Mm. And then this guy named Edwin Hubble, inventor of the Hubble telescope. Oh. He's from Springfield. Mm. It is the third largest city in Missouri. They call it the Queen City of the Ozarks, which is in that area. Have you ever been to the Ozarks? I have not. I've watched oh. the TV show, which is excellent. Coming back again here in oh, a week or so. Yes. Um, the Ozarks are beautiful. I love it there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the birthplace of Route 66, which we've talked about we before. Have. Yeah. So that's kind of where it started out. And there's a real historic like diner, burger, drive-in that's still there and operational. But that's really like where they say that culture started in the car culture and the car hops and all that sort of thing. Interesting. Right there in Springfield. Hmm. Uh, it's Missouri State University. We were talking about earlier. That's there. there. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to know Springfield, the name. People always talk about where did the name come from? Well, it's Simpsons, clearly. Um, speaking of the Simpsons, it has nothing to do with them. Oh, uh, the show's been on a long time, but not that long. Mm. Um, but it was in the running to host the premiere of the Simpsons movie. When it came out with you know with yes. Spider Pig or whatever mm. that one was, mm. um, does whatever Spider Pig does. That's right, and he was walking on the ceiling. Yes. It was in the running, but ultimately, like Springfield, Vermont won the contest, and that's where they had the. Oh, really? I thought it was Illinois. Also, there's one in Oregon. There's a whole. There's like sixteen different Springfields. Vermont. Yeah, that they won the contest. How did they win? I don't know. There's they no They know way. somebody on the committee or something. Maybe it was rigged. Maybe it was uh, line the pockets. Random. I don't know. I'm just saying they didn't win. It's it's obviously a Midwestern town. I mean, there's a Springfield, Nebraska. Why didn't they win? Right. I don't know. I'm Somebody sure. gave Hank Azaria some money, and Hank's like, okay, we're going to Vermont. Could be. <laughs> I, yeah, he kind of, yeah. Maybe. I, I can see him doing that. I don't know. Um, so the name for Springfield, they said, well, where does it come from? The best story I found, there was three, but I'll just tell you this one. A guy named James Wilson, he was from Springfield, Massachusetts. That was his hometown. Oh. And he lived in this area with, that did not have a name yet. And he said, hey, I have put Springfield forth as the name for this city. And if you vote for it, I will give you some free whiskey. I vote for it right <laughs> and, now. Uh, imagine what happened. It became Springfield. Now, and there's no proof of that, but that's just one of the stories that's out there. Yeah. It was probably actually the least feasible of the three, but I thought it was kind of cool. I think that's, that's the best. Just that's one guy's like, I love my hometown. I'll give you whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, it was <laughs> occupied at different times by three or four different um, Native American tribes. Kickapoo, Osage, and the Lenape Indians all were in this area. The Civil War kind of came through this part of the country, Mm -hmm. and it was an important um, city to get, I guess, uh, as far as uh, strategy goes. Mm -hmm. So it was on the western edge of of battle, of war, um, for a while. And that was the furthest place west that there were telephone, or not telephone, but telegram lines. Okay. So it was at St. Louis, and then it got to them. Mm-hmm. And so any news about either um, Union or... Um, Confederate. That one. Mm-hmm. Any of their activities or things had to go to Springfield, and then it was disseminated down the lines to the East Coast and the South and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So it was like a the news center of, of the United States for a while because it was sure. the farthest west anything happened. So if anything happened in the territories or whatever, they had to bring it to Springfield to tell the world about it. And then the, the city itself was taken like three different times in different battles. So the South one looks like they won it twice from what I could tell, but then like the next day they just gave it up. So like we fought the union one next day, we just left the city and then the union was like, Oh, okay, we'll, well take we're it. taking it back. So they took it like three times and they ended up having control of it mm-hmm. for the rest of the, of the war. So, Used for like supplies, it was like a central spot for them to um, get supplies in and then move things east and south as they went. So, if I re- if I remember my history lessons from growing up in Kansas, mm-hmm. Kansas and Missouri entered the Union at the same time, and yeah. right around that time of the Civil War. And I remember we were taught in Kansas that we were the Kansas, we were the uh-huh. the free state, yes, we were the northern state, yeah, because you had to have. Had to have an even number. An even number, right? Yes. And I and I always thought in my head, like, there's no rules to war, right? I mean, it's just war. Not war, but to come into the United States. But still war. 
Like yeah. I just never understood that. I just I just never computed. Well, it, it was head. more of a like I don't know. That's that's a different podcast. We were classy. We were classy. I, I, Kansas, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Those Smiths in Kansas really stood up. For oh, the yeah. last thing here, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the Kansan come out at me a little. Bit. The last thing Missouri is is classy, <laughs> right? Ooh. Ooh. Border Hot war, take. right? Shots fired. Hot Damn. take. Wow. I don't even. I don't even know. Oh, speaking of shots fired, bang bang! What a segue I have here. Uh, Wild Bill Hickok. He shot and killed a dude oh. in Springfield. Okay. They were playing poker, and the guy said, "You're cheating." And he said, "Oh yeah, meet me in the street." Pow! Killed him. And then um, yeah. I think it was somebody, maybe his brother or a friend of his. Wild Bill was there, and uh, somebody shot and killed him. Oh. And he told the sheriff, "Hey, no, actually, what it was? It was a sheriff." was fighting with a dude in the street and he didn't have a gun, the guy that lived in the town, not the sheriff, mm-hmm. and the sheriff shot and killed him. And while Bill was like the witness oh. and told on the sheriff oh. and the sheriff got hung. So he was like the bad guy and then he was the good guy. You don't shoot an unarmed man. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's the Wild West. I guess. But it wasn't great for that guy. Did while he, Bill saw everything and told. Did he bring a, gun to, bring a knife to a gunfight? I don't even think he had a, a knife. Oh. I think he was just in the in the street. Yeah. Brought some boots to the gunfight. Did he have shot. spurs on his boots? Oh, yeah. He definitely did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last part of the city I'll talk about a little bit, which was strange to me. Um, behind New York and Hollywood, more TV shows were shot in and came out of Springfield, Missouri, than anywhere else in the 50s. Interesting. Really? Like up into the 50s? Oh. That was the place. They shot, uh, especially in the 40s and 50s and early 60s, they had a musical variety show. So you've heard of like the Grand Old Opry, mm-hmm. and there's one in Louisiana. It was called the Louisiana Hayride. It was basically country music stars would come to a place and then do like a weekly radio show or a TV show. They would shoot the um, performances, and then that would be broadcast out to wherever their antennas would go. And Springfield was the spot for like country musicians that weren't in those other places on TV. So their show was called, what did I wrote it down? The Ozark Jubilee. And then a little bit later on, they had one called the five star Jubilee, which had five Mm. performances each night on the show. And it was the first show shot in color outside of, of Hollywood. Progressive. So people could watch it in color, except for the people in Springfield, because they didn't have the capabilities to watch color TV. Okay. Uh, But they shot it in color. So it was like, shot out across the United States and that was a big deal. Wow. Um, the guys that opened and run Bass Pro Shops and O'Reilly Auto Parts mm-hmm. are here from this town and that's also where their headquarters are located still. Uh, there's a double A Springfield Cardinals baseball team affiliate for the St. Louis Cardinals that's there. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, let's see what else did I find. They have something called the Missouri Food Truck Festival there every year which is like 75 or Almost 100 different fruit trucks from different states all come. Oh. Kind of like a taste of Omaha for us, yep. except it's all food trucks. Mm. Um, and then the number one employer, Cox Health Mercy. It's a hospital system which in that area. I staffed years yes. and years ago, that's, which I know still use a number of travelers. That's the number one employer in the city oh. by a pretty wide margin. Interesting. And then the last little bit I have, they're famous for this thing called the murder of D.D. Blanchard. Dee Dee Blanchard. Yes, and that's the lady, and I need a drink before I get into this, because this is our true crime portion of the podcast. Oh, while you take a drink, I just also want to put out there that uh, Springfield, Missouri has, and I've brought this up several times before. I know what you're going to say. Yeah? You want to say it for me? Dolan was on tour with his band. I vaguely remember this. And he was playing bass. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they had some time before the show, Okay. and they went to a place and they got dinner. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they had the best, he did, I don't know if everybody else did, but he had the best buffalo mac and cheese of his life in Springfield. Of my life. At Springfield Brewing Company, actually. Strong words. No, no, no. He's tried it. He knows. No, I'm telling you, like, have you had the buffalo mac and cheese at Cunningham's down the street? Of course I have. Ten times better. False. There's no way. Ten Ten times. Ten times. So good at choose itself. Look, I will eat the buffalo mac and cheese at Cunningham's and love it. He but will. like, I loved it. So why was it so good? Um, just the mac and cheese was super creamy. It had to be the cheese. Maybe. The the yeah. chicken was um crusted and then mixed in where 
you know how most times you get it just on top. It's not just laying on top. No, no, okay. it's mixed in. Was it like fried chicken? In, yeah. Was it breaded? It was breaded. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of like if you're familiar with Olive Garden and you get like the chicken in in the pasta or whatever and it's breaded. Okay. That's okay. that's how it was. So good. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I get it. There's, I, I am a buffalo. I am a, I'm a, a lobster mac and cheese fan. Oh yeah, right? my wife likes that. Oh, mm. love it. And uh, lobster, the best lobster mac and cheese I've ever had is at a place called the Dunraven in Estes Park, Colorado. Mm. Because there's, there are like, there's a whole lobster in there. I'm, I'm pretty convinced. It's not a mm-hmm. lobster haven, I've, I would it's think. It's not. Right? But Colorado? In the little thing, and then, so they mix it, right? They do it, and then they bake it, like broil it, mm-hmm. so the top is just deliciously golden. Kind of crunchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So gosh. another thing is client manager, Shannon Conley, mm-hmm. yep. lived in Springfield, Missouri for a really long time. Oh. Um, she says that Springfield is known for the best Chinese food. That you'll ever have. What? Yep. She said, I've had Chinese food in California. I've had Chinese food in just about all these other places she listed that I can't remember. She's lived a lot of places. Yeah. And she said, Springfield has the best Chinese food that you will ever eat. Weird. So. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to drive to Little Rock. Yeah. We're going to see our friends at TRS. Yeah. We'll take them some beers. But Mm. we're going to stop along the way. Get the mac and cheese. Springfield. Yeah. Get the mac and cheese, we'll, the we'll Chinese make, food. And Chinese food, yeah. too. Yeah. We'll start driving. I'll go pick Brian up, and then we'll yeah. stop at Cross Train. Yeah. And then... <laughs> for supplies. For supplies. And then we'll stop in Kansas City. We'll go to Boulevard and maybe a couple other places, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we'll keep going south. We'll go to Springfield. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll keep going south, and we'll go to Little Rock. Yeah. And then we'll hang out, and... Maybe we'll ride a bike. Maybe we'll ride a I bike. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're at, what, you said Cox Health? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Cox South Mercy, yes. Cox South Mercy. Go try it. Confirm it for us. At the brewery. Please. And then send us some beers. Yes. Please. And then we'll send you a beer glass. Absolutely. Yep. You'll, get a, you'll get a pint glass and a taster. There you mm. go. There That's you how go. that works. Even if you just send us a picture of this mythical mac and cheese. That, yeah. Just send us a picture of it. Put out the hit. Yeah. Put out the order on this. We Maybe. want a photo. Mm-hmm. All right. right. You re- speaking of hits, you ready for this? Who is D.D. Yeah. Blanchard? She was a lady. This happened in 2015. Okay. And, and I've sent, I, when I was started to research the story and read it a little bit, I was like, this sounds familiar. This should be a movie. And then I found out, oh, they've made it into a movie and a documentary, I think it was on Netflix or HBO, like it's a real deal. But basically, the long story short is D.D. Blanchard was a mom. And she decided that her kid was sick, and her kid was sick with all sorts of different ailments. Okay. And she ended up, like, shaving her daughter's head and giving her all these uh, medicines and things that would make her look sick and act sick and kept her sick and kept her, like, underweight, lied about her age, Mm. and basically took her from... They lived in Louisiana for a while, and her family were like, hey, that's not, this kid's not sick. What are you doing? And she's like, yoink. And she left. Yoink. Ended up in Springfield. I think I've heard this. She like yeah. defrauded a bunch of national charities out of a lot of money. Uh, the daughter was like uh, the spokesperson for some things, you know, like at the parade or mm-hmm. at the baseball game. Like, oh, she's been in this wheelchair for her whole life. And mm-hmm. she just wants to come to this one thing. Like that sort of stuff. Sure. She did that a lot. Um, she would take her to... Doctors upon doctors upon doctors. She was shopping doctors all around mm-hmm. to get all these um, diagnoses and medications and stuff. And when the doctors would be like, wait a minute, this what you're telling me doesn't add up. This She doesn't have these symptoms. She would just dump that doctor and go to a different, mm. different one. So long story short, the daughter has had this her whole life. She gets online, as kids do, mm-hmm. finds a guy, mm-hmm. um, according to the news, was had like an IQ of like 80, so mm-hmm. not, not the brightest guy around. Um, and she's been out of school since like first grade Ooh. because she, the mom thought maybe the teachers would figure this out. Mm-hmm. So she was homeschooled forever and just kind of as a shut-in and met this guy online, and they, she was trying to have a relationship with him, and they met. Um, Mom didn't approve, obviously. Sure. So she says, well, we got to kill my mom. That's just what we got to do. Oh. We got to kill my mom. Mom wouldn't let him smash. And so. <laughs> right. Right. And, so and I, like, yeah. I kind of want to have a life, and I don't want to be in this wheelchair. Exactly. Yep. Um, so boyfriend kills mom. Whoa. And then. Allegedly. 
No, it's the real deal. It's it's yeah. He, really? he admitted. Oh. So oh okay. And I thought there was still some like, nope. questions. Behind he got this. he got uh, sentenced. I think it was last year. Mm. Oh um, okay. She got basically she got off um, because they said well she's had physical abuse her whole life. Okay. And mental abuse. She was malnourished. She didn't even really know how old she was. Um, and she was they they took pity on her basically, and sure. she got like ten years. Nope. And she said and the quote i read about her was like she loved it she loved being in prison she had freedom that she never had at home so she was like i'm glad we did it prison was better than than being home with mom mom would like um yeah whatever so that's a big whole thing you can find out about but basically it was like munchausen by proxy syndrome Mm -hmm. uh and the mom treated the daughter like she was sick like she would put this stuff in her mouth that would make her start salivating when she would go to the doctor's office and she'd be like Oh, she can't. St- she won't stop drooling, and the doctor's like, "Well, that's weird. I can't figure that out." And then she would put the stuff in her gums, and eventually, it, like, ate all her teeth out, and her hair fell out, and like, weird. she was basically being poisoned her yeah. whole life. Um, so they found her, found the mom dead. Uh, boyfriend got like probably life. I think in Missouri, they don't have. I don't think it's death penalty case, but um, big enough story that the whole town was shocked because they they knew her right because they're like oh my you know she's been everywhere in this town and she's always in a wheelchair and when the cops found the body the wheelchairs were still all there and they thought oh she's been kidnapped but really she just could walk and she just got out of the chair and went with the boyfriend Hmm. and they mailed the knife back to the guy's house and he was from wisconsin they're like, well, we can't get caught with this. Let's mail it to my house. Oh, that's, so, that's super smart. Right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Criminal masterminds. So they did that. And then like two days later, they got arrested in still in Springfield at some oh. motel. Oh, okay. So it wasn't hard to find them. Um, it was what a do you slam think dunk were, case. What do you think they were doing? Well, they already were doing that before. That's uh, okay. off the mic. I'll tell you about that. Yep. yep. Uh, but oh, I can figure that they got, out. Yeah, they got caught. They both admitted to it. Mm-hmm. She got hardly any time, 10 years. He got all the time. And uh, the, the city still is kind of torn about it because they feel like they were duped. And nobody likes to feel like they've been duped. Yeah. So that was a big case. And then it, since then, it's been a documentary and a movie. It's on podcasts and all sorts of stuff. Mm. But it's the place where D.D. Blanchard was hmm. taken out. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. So that's what I got for us about Springfield. This is... Uh... This is this one's an interesting one. So I'm uh, going back to the brewery here, uh, located in Springfield, Missouri, 215 Grant Street, Grant Avenue. Uh, closed Monday, uh, open Tuesday through Thursday, only four to eight. Yeah, That's interesting. Short, yeah. yeah, it's not very long at all. Almost doesn't seem worth it. I guess I don't know. Uh, Friday one to ten, and then Sunday one to eight. Very short hours. Very short hours. Uh, brewery tours every Saturday, two, three, and four p.m. First come, first serve. Now they put that on there. Maybe that's it's super popular and tons yeah, of might people be. show up. I mean, three three colleges in the area. I'm guessing they they've got some business. That's why I wondered. Three colleges in the area, and you're only open on Friday and Saturday from one well, to uh, ten. Two of them are religious colleges. So okay, let's not get too crazy. Well, there you go. I, that makes a little sense then. Uh, started by Jeff Schrag in 2009. Uh, they in 2010 they bought the Butternut Bread Factory. Mm-hmm. And uh, renovated that 38,000 square feet in the That's bread factory. Big, yeah. uh, and then uh, opened a 30 barrel brew house in 2011. They brewed their first batch of beer and uh, kegged it and sent it out the door. So there you go. Been going ever since then. Only 6% ABV, 18 IBUs on that one. Yeah, it's low, which is nice on some stouts. Most of the time we're getting them, uh, they're, you know, 10 is, right. is not too. Uh, uncommon. Mm-hmm. So for one to be a six percenter that still tastes that good, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty rare to find one that doesn't wreck your day. Right. Uh, TripAdvisor on this one says 4.5 out of 5 on 96 reviews. Nice. Um, they are within walking distance of two other breweries in downtown Springfield. Yeah, it's kind of a hot spot. Even more reason for us what to I've go. Heard. Right. But I'd like to go. I've never, never been there. Me too. All right, let's hit the untapped. Let's go back to uh, lost or current okay. mood. Lost forty brewing. Current mood. Dolan, current. where are you at on current mood? Um, three five six. Three point five six. Mm-hmm. I bet you it's a very small sample size. Seven hundred and seven. With the black cherries and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, three point nine one. Three point five one. Ooh, Ooh Dolan, close, 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 very close. Uh, I would say as it, it, it kind of falls in that I'm not sad that I ordered it. Would I order it again? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. 
It depends on what else is available. Right. Sure. So I would probably go in the 375 range on that one. Yeah. Drinkable. Probably. Yeah. Yep. Very blue wing. So the blue wing wheat, berry wheat. Uh, uh, a little bit larger sample size, 4,171 check-ins. I'm going to say 3.77. I'm going to go lower because I, I think it's it's not something you'd expect, and I don't know if people would be able to handle that. I'm gonna, mm. I'm saying where I'm at because people like Blue Moon. And if oh, you walked in here and you're true. like, you go to Blue Moon, and they'd be like, no, but try this bad boy. <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 3-2. 3.73. Oh, close on that. Close. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Mother's Brewing Winter Grind Coffee Stout, 14,000 check-ins. That's been around a, a while. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Which say, you obviously have drank before. I, I have. Uh-huh. I don't, I, it's been, I bet you if you looked at my check-in, it's been years. I don't know what I checked it in as. Um but I would say it's, for me now, it's going to be like a 3.88 is what I would say. I was going to go 3.8 and only because our friend from TRS says mm-hmm. it's favorite. mass produced in sure. that area. Mm-hmm. So yep. I assume if it's if it's like that, it's going to be kind of like our mass produced. If around. it was a little bit thicker, mm-hmm. I would go four. Mm. I think if it was thicker, it would, the ABV would probably be higher, right? True. Yeah. So I, I think for what... For what you're getting for a six percent stout that tastes that good, mm-hmm. that seems about right. On. Yeah. Um, out of fourteen thousand check-ins, three point nine two. That's close. <laughs> 0.04 away. You drank this two in times. Two thousand and thirteen. Seven, seven years, years ago. ago. Um, at the Foundry. What is the Foundry? That's in Kansas City. That, okay. That was down there. Uh, you gave it a four and a half. Yeah, that sounds right. Which I mean, back then this was the first something like that I'd had. Yep. Well. I've been spoiled over the last seven years, but yeah, I, that's right on. You know how I feel about stouts, and I think I agree with Caleb on this. Like, this is probably one of the better mass-produced ones. Mass-produced, not in a bad way. Yeah, but, it's not like Bud Light seltzer, yeah. right? Readily available. <laughs> yes. How's that? Yeah. Um, I, I think at that ABV, that's that's damn good. Yeah, I think so. I want to point out too. I don't think I've seen you uh, refill your glass. When it came a to a stout. stout. Yeah, yeah, not too often. Yeah. I did. And I made sure to get like as every drop I could out of that. Mm. I'm kind of oh, yeah. sad about the little like the little droplets on well, the table. Well, you can lick it. <laughs> I just did it again. You, you cleaned it with a Lysol wipe or Clorox wipe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it wouldn't be a show without you spilling a little bit. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Coronavirus who? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, Caleb, I really appreciate uh, when you send us beers. This is awesome. Uh, I, I know I've reciprocated. I've sent them some uh, Nebraska beers before, so... Hopefully they's, they've enjoyed those. Well, we don't have any blueberry ones that I know of. Mm-mm. Nope. Or coffee stouts mm. like that. Woo. Yeah, not Man. like that. Yummy. I, and I love coffee, too. Here's a question. This came up the other day. And Dolan can't answer that because he doesn't drink coffee. Yeah. I love coffee. Yeah. If you had to give up coffee or beer, yeah. w- which one would you give up? Uh, beer. Yeah, me too. No, I'm just kidding. No, coffee. I'm not. I'm not. I would give up. I would give up beer. I've given up serious? coffee for like two years before. What? Oh, yeah. I love coffee so much. Oh man. See, I I used to drink coffee, but then you know other stuff started happening, so I stopped drinking coffee. Coffee is is one thing for me. It's in the morning, right? It's basically a, a habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas beer, I mean, you can have a coffee beer, or you can have mm-hmm. seven hundred different kinds of beer. Mm-hmm. And you can have it every different place. Yeah. You can have it all day long, different times of day. I mean, mm, I guess. Tough. I do love coffee. Co- is a ritual. Oh, I love rituals. You know? I love I love rituals. I love I love uh, repetitions, you know, things like patterns. that. Patterns. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah. let's let's talk about it. Okay. 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 Yeah. At the beginning of the episode, you said your mood was bad. Bad. Yes. How are you feeling now? I feel better now. Okay. I feel. Did better. you drink coffee this morning? I did. Okay. Did you drink it yesterday? Yes. There's your answer. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Look Maybe at, it was a coffee beer you needed. Mm. Dr. Dolan diagnosing oh, yeah. my uh, <laughs> my <laughs> mood. It worked out. It did kind of work out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Dolan's right. I think no. he is. Not often, so there you go. All <laughs> right. Good thing it's on recording. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I teased this last week, uh, and this week, obviously, we're not we're not uh, drinking IPAs, but we have at least three episodes of IPAs coming up. Yeah. Uh, two, one from another company that came to visit us here, a company up in, I'm going to get this wrong and say Minnesota. 
I think that's right. I think it is Minnesota. Mm, okay. What? What? It's not Wisconsin. It's Minnesota. Uh, they came down and visited us. A smaller company that does a lot of per diem that was looking to do some travel, and right. we had them down and, and talked through some of that stuff. And they brought us some beer. Uh, we have one from them. We have one from a traveler that's come that uh, he mailed to us. Nice. Um, called Atlas, no less. Yeah, so, we uh-huh. got to get to that one. It's going to be a West that's Coast. That's going to probably get up on the wall. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, so it's going to be a, a tough one for me. It will be a tough one. It'll be up Brian's Alley for yeah. sure. Mm, I can't wait. Piney. Could roll it up. Oh, mm. man. Yeah. <laughs> and then I the the last one escapes me. I can't remember the last. Oh, um, the last one came from another traveler down in New Mexico. Oh. You probably just saw it on Facebook, the Alien IPA. Oh, yes. Yeah, I did see that. Where the alien head is like a hops and then mm. the alien. It's a great oh, tattoo. Oh, man. Wink, wink. <sighs> We're working on that. Did you tell your wife? Have you told your wife? Oh, no, I'm scared. I told her, and she said, no, you cannot do that. You told my wife? I told my wife. Oh, she said no? She said no. Yeah. You're not I'm, getting... I'm not even telling my wife. I We're just going to go no. do it. I got to live in your basement. If anyone wants to come get hops... We might have to live with Dolan after We this. might have to. <laughs> you want some hop tattoos? Come with us. <laughs> We're going to go do that at some point this summer, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I really would like to do it. All right. Well, Brian, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have some IPAs. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.